Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello listeners, you're listening into Queering the Air with myself, Tan Hung, on 3CR 855 AM. We are broadcasting live from the stolen lands belonging to the Wurundjeri and Bunurong people. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any Aboriginal elders tuning in right now. We'd also like to pay our respects to sister girls, brother boys and Aboriginal queers who may be tuning in as well or are present with us in the room. So today on Queering the Air, um, we've got a very special show ahead. We're broadcasting live um, with a live audience as well, Queering the Air's first, I think, which is really exciting. Um, today is, queer, um, is 3CR's open day and we've had a range of events to celebrate 40 years of radical radio. Uh, if you're around Fitzroy, you still have until 4pm to come down to 3CR and celebrate with us. So for the next hour, we will examine the sensory and sensual aspects of our skin, my skin, your skin, and its relation to sexuality. In the studio, I am thrilled to introduce to you our wonderful lineup of guests for today, including Nayuka, Bex, and Namji, who will be helping me examine today's theme on Queering the Air. We also have some very special live perform- music performances and also our very first live audience here in Studio 3, so do stay tuned. So before we launch into our discussion, we are going to warm the studio up with a live performance by Kandere. Kandere is the music duo of, music duo of artists Lekan Tare and Wahe Kavara. This freshly formed act is deeply rooted in shared Melanesian ancestry, Fiji and Papua New Guinea. Queerness and the creative synergy of music composing and producing of Wahe and the d- dynamic vocalist rapping and mel- melodies of Lekan. Their music style has been described as contemporary hip-hop, drawing from elements of R&B, electronic and gothic dark influences. Kandera will be releasing their debut EP by the end of the year. Please give them a warm welcome. Dust bunnies down here trying to peacock Come my head is like you're hungry or not There's one more year out there And I still look as lucid as a baby dog Baby goy Doing XL things Working night shifts so the sun catch the bling Don't ever for free Trust and believe I'm a cool heathen that spoke theater and overseas Now does everybody want my rap squad? My jaw to lock? That money shot? That three to ten has been blessing me I'm looking like a black mermaid on the mezzanine Looking like a black mermaid on the mezzanine A black mermaid on the mezzanine So purse, so worth my dreams He looking at me like he never wanna leave I'm a bully and a boss dysfunctional Spending up like non-refundable Lazy, stupid, in Bermuda Smoking Cubans, pillow talking rudeness Gang, mother, major Spiritual supreme Deader, forgetter They all wanna be up with me Girls are the summer Riding round with the chains I'm doing what I want, y'all just doing what you can. Pull up to the club like a mother in the light. Bubble gum vanilla that wanna take the night. Trade muscle daddy giving me the left eye. So I put it on the floor and put it on his right side. Too fly, too bad. He wanna lick it till it slaps. Fly me out to feed you just to see me in my natural. That's my mantra. That's my mantra. 
0161. Dollar dollar bill, finna light up my no matter now new show me how they feel. On the oxy low, homo flexible, so what you looking at? Eat your die, my eyes, Malachi Stone. Be it known that I'm G-I-O. Chill ya, I'm not for you though. Check out peripheries, y'all not cold. I'm not so what bug daddy bands in my summer jumps with my credentials so relentless they be teething when I come through I might write your face keep my real friends snatch my eyebrows do my makeup put my whole team in the fridge self-made visionary my spirit weary my spirit filters off the coast is fire spirit the serengeti I'm dark angel for my people OD on the melanina she periscoped me that doing on an island middle, when I see ya, wanna do me so bad. I stack my, I stack my papers up. I left the party to focus on drugs. Baby girl, baby girl, focus more. I might pack some goodies, bind down my big boobies, make some music, then roll the fattest Uzi. Ooh, I'm not immune to losing. Who is you? Who be new? Who's your mom? Creamy dream, are you the one? On my presidential flex, sitting hard in my whips. And the girl baby has laid athletic ideas. Cause I'm that grown queen shooter, I'm why is insecure. Kandere music duo featuring Lake Kantare and Wahe Kavera. Big shout out to Kandere for gracing the stage here at 3CR Community Radio. They'll be releasing they do their debut EP by the end of the year, and you'll certainly be hearing about it on Queering the Air. Um, <laughs> so, hi 3CR listeners, we're broadcasting live in the Studio Three um, with myself, Tan Hung. So I'm your host today on Queering the Air, and on this special broadcast, we're examining the sensory and sensual aspects of our skin, my skin, your skin, and its relation to sexuality. So I'd like to introduce to you the lineup of guests that I have who will be helping me unpack all of that. Um, so in the queer hot pot seats, we have Nayuka, Namchi, and Bex. So Nayuka is a Gunai Kurnai Gunjimara Wiridri and Yoda Yoda feminist and fashion, fashion icon. She works... <laughs> <laughs> Earn it! <laughs> 
<laughs> so she works in the not-for-profit sector with young black fellas and is a freelance writer. Please welcome Nayuka. Truly. Yes. <laughs> um, and then next to Nayuka, we have Nam Jitran, who is a writer and artist from Nam, Melbourne. They think and write lot of, a lot about diasporic dislocation, the body politic, and shame. They are currently writing a thesis that combines poetry, memoir, and theory, looking at hybridity as a possible tool to dismantle whiteness in academic writing. Please give them a warm welcome. Yes. <laughs> And then right next to me, we have Bex, who is a Ghanaian Maori woman from Aotearoa. Not only did she co-found Alterity Collective with Wahe, Atong and Ihab, but has also another collective called Box Oceana, which she shares with Trixie, based in Melbourne, as well as other friends back home. She focuses on community empowerment through events and activities that focus on QTI POC, QTI POCs, fundraising for organisations that aren't government funded that are vital to us. This year, she has taken on the role as one of the co-directors um, for Listen, and Listen is having a conference in, in a week, as well as focusing on film, visual images for shows as well. Please welcome Bex. Um, so before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to mention that um, today's topic, like we do not attempt to account for all the experiences that intersect with queer, including people with different abilities, scales of sexuality, including asexuality, and, and queers who have different faiths and religions and cultural backgrounds. Um, but what we're going to start off with is some love letters. So I got all the guests to write in some letters. Um, some of them are short, some of them are long, but um, who would like to start first? How about I, I'll, I'll, I'll start with, um, <laughs> uh, someone actually sent me in a letter today um, and it's anonymous, so I'll read that one first. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so this person's from Brisbane, so shout out to the person who sent this in. Thank you. Brown skin, I'm sorry that I let colonialism box you into a white skin construction of what it means to be, into a binary that does not reflect your own identity into a space where you never felt at ease, never free, where the propriety of a society that denies your nonconformity decided who and what should give you pleasure. Never again, brown skin, brown skin on my black body, I set you free, bend the rules of masculinity and femininity and everything in between. Ignore boundary streets, break curfews, be you. Oh, nice. Thank you, person who sent that in. Yeah. Bex, would you like to go? Oh, yeah, I can read mine. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, I was in the middle of like, Instagramming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two seconds. <laughs> well, because I missed out last night at the fundraiser that was on, so. Oh, okay, yep, yep, yep. Just a little backstory for yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll be honest with you, I wrote mine like this morning because it was just like something that I'd never really thought about. But yeah, um, yep. yeah so it's, it doesn't sound like that. So forgive me if it's yeah. not on the same path. I think, I think it's, um, well, firstly, like everyone has a very different relationship to sexuality. Yeah. And I think one thing, I, I've never done a show specifically on sexuality because I always thought, oh, that's that's such a typical queer thing to do. Yeah. So so I was just like, oh, but actually um, I wanted to think about it through in terms of like how we as queer people of colour 
relate to sexuality because it's it's such well for me at least it's certainly more than just sex and yeah you know having hookups even it, even though it may include that but yeah. I think that it is definitely more than that as well oh, okay yeah all right well I'll read my um letter out hey you it's surprising but yes I am talking about you out loud even who would have thought eh I was asked by a friend to write about you and well where do I begin Even that statement is even hard to say, because up until this point, we haven't had the best relationship, unspoken even. This year I've noticed you change. No, it wasn't the new hair or the makeup that you have leveled up on. It wasn't the clothes you bought in the middle of the night online either. (laughs) I think I was supposed to tell you how I love you, that I love how you juggle in all the places, that the hairs on your chin are fine just the way they are, that your thighs are great and just for you, that no matter what angle the selfie is in, that picture will have all of you. But to tell you the truth, I don't think I need to. I think you know this already, but I did notice one thing. That you did that all on your own. You didn't need validation from friends, lovers, family, strangers. That you did it all. I have one question though. How'd you do it? Did you watch everyone else and pick up tips yourself? How many times did you have to excuse unwanted comments from the ones closest to you? And how did you find yourself a good solid group of people whom I suspect might have similar convos like this one when they're all alone? How did you stop comparing yourself to the outside world? I guess that convo is best just saved for us. When you wrap yourself up in your blankets at whatever time, where not one thing can interrupt our connection, that at the age of 29 is oh so strong. So be gentle with yourself. Let people in, and it's okay. You're strong enough. Know that the amount of work you've put in will always be around. Hey you, can't wait for what you'll bring out for the rest of this life. And for that, and that's the reason why I love you. Yeah. Um, When I suggested the idea to you, was it something that, like, what came to mind at first? And I know you only wrote it, this one in in particular today. I mean, I guess that's probably a good indication of what I thought about it. It was just like, oh, we don't really talk about this. Mm. So let's just put it on hold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, yeah, part of the reason why I wrote the letter in the morning because I'm just like, I'm just going to run with it. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. it probably shows like my personal actions towards things like that, which is like, I'll deal with it later. Maybe later is 29 mm. years later. Mm. Um, and I'd like to open this up to the other other two, Naoka and Namji, if you feel similarly, like if you feel like it's something that you would put on hold or something that you tend to think about later. In terms of sexuality, and also as being like a queer person of color, I don't. I don't. I think often, like, but maybe you might get this as well. Black people, like, the, like, pleasure was a thing that came out in your emails that came out, mm. um, and I feel like it's something we're often denied, or there's we have a, a, a strange relationship with pleasure mm-hmm. and se- like sexuality. Um, as well I think we don't have as much permission to like it yeah it's seen in a different way and culturally as well it can be a bit funny so I don't know yeah I don't know if that answers the question yeah I think it's a good start yeah um for me I think pleasure is still really intertwined with shame so yeah I also I also wrote my thing today just because like I think that idea of like tuning into like skin and how I feel about my skin is like uh I don't want to do that right now (laughs) like it's too much work yeah sometimes yeah so 
Yeah, for sure. I definitely resonate with that as well. I mean, particularly like if we face certain kinds of oppression in society, then we we tend to experience a lot more pain. And how do we navigate through that pain? I couldn't think beyond pain. Like Mm. when I was writing this, I couldn't, Mm. yeah, I couldn't look out almost outside of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's really sad. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is sad. It is like a... Like closure is like maybe really radical then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I find that, like, I mean, not just in parties, but, like, anywhere else, like, anyone that is uh, black that is represented in the media, I guess I kind of gave up on the notion because every time they have to be sexy, they have to be loud and sassy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just too much for me. Like, I'm too busy laughing, <laughs> having to be sassy and amazingly good-looking at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's, so a it's, like to, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. to pick one or the other, you know, mm-hmm. from what I found anyway, whereas, like, um, anyone else that is white, can kind of navigate that quite easily between the two as well. Like, yeah, so I guess like it's a really good topic to bring up. Maybe it's something that needs to be actually talked about a lot more now. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, um, when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, so white feminists have really historically brought on the idea of sexual liberation as a way of like to free our sexuality. <coughs> so I'd love to know like what your thoughts are on that and how, if, you know, like as a queer person of colour, if that's very different to to your experience of sexuality. I'm thinking, I've got something really brilliant, but I need to get my thoughts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone else can read a letter first and then we can okay, come back sure. to it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, cool. I too wrote this this morning. Um, and, yeah, I think it was really hard to write, actually, because it's brilliant because... It's really forced me to think very lateral, which Mm. I don't often do. Anyway, love letter. Illy babe. Um, I've always loved you. I've worn you like a badge, not having to justify my blackness because I'm brown enough to not be white, yet still not black enough for some, still fair enough to get questions though. But I love you and I show you off when the sun's out and I sit out the front on the couch in my underwear to alienate the white passerbys. It takes me years to feel pleasure in you though, and I don't know what you sound like, but maybe I'll learn to listen. Because I'm accustomed to pain, but not accustomed to pleasure. A million paper cuts on my 26-year-old brown skin makes me calloused and scarred. I bruise and bleed and crack and stretch and shrink and burn and itch. But my sister rubs coconut oil on me and my brown skin glistens. Thank you. I am thinking about how to write this letter to my skin and what it means to love it and to love me. A friend once wrote to me saying, I am unbeing and impossible in my skin, but I love myself all the time. I have been asked to sound out my skin, my sexuality, my queerness and my colour, but it has proved harder than I thought it would be. My skin contains me, but it also leaves me vulnerable. Vulnerable to the systems of power that dictate what is valuable. And while these systems of evaluation were never built to value my skin and never built to love my skin, it is the system within which I have come to know myself. So for me, the question around loving my skin is not what it sounds like, but really, I'm still figuring out how to articulate self-love in the first place and how do I enact it. I think about my skin as unbeing, 
in the way that I have learned to desexualize myself in every in very particular ways in order to feel safe. I think of traumas that still live within my ankles, my cheeks and my palms and the pillars of flesh just below my eyes. How loud I feel when my body makes certain shapes in public and there is a certain kind of pressure that swells within my ears when the contours of my body change on its own accord. I've quickly veered into talking about my body but my body and my skin are literally inseparable. And so I'm still figuring out how to talk about one without talking about the other. Another friend was telling me about sonic pollution, about how noise from military bases travels through water and causes whales and dolphins to beach themselves. And so it leads me to think about the ways in which we pollute each other's skins, how I've polluted and delegitimized my own. I'm still learning how to articulate the ways in which I speak to my skin and the way I sound it out. And so this confusion that manifests itself into silence leaves me wondering, do I love myself because of this or in spite of it? Thanks. Thank you. Um, I'll read my one now and then we'll get into some more discussion. Yeah. My dearest M, the first day we touched, I did not know how to hold you together. I remember tracing my fingers along scars that I later learnt from Dolly magazine as stretch marks. I first traced along your curves as I was speaking to my crush over the phone, and I recall asking them, do you ever find random marks on your body? But that was not my biggest hurdle. The biggest hurdle has been to return to myself as femme. But more than that, the biggest leap is to embrace myself as a femme of colour to allow myself to fully experience femme in the ways that my sisters of colour have taught me. My femme mamas, femme boys, femme princes, femme kings, queens, the footches and those who are tender with femmes of colour. My femme sistry, I am your regal legacy. Safety was never guaranteed to me and neither was a body. My arms are opening for your tender embrace. Caress me. I yearn to reach out for you because as a queer femme of colour, I know what it is like to be told not to want, to be told that I can't have what I desire. I desire my own desire. I desire community. And I'm not speaking of a community in the sense of sexual liberation that white feminism has fought for. I yearn for more than that. My dearest M, I want to experience this queer, live yet coloured femme prince body through care, laughter, pleasure and pain, and I want my sisters of colour right beside me. Hold me and I'll hold you. Together, let us go home to ourselves and learn to knock on the door from the inside. I yearn, I desire, I ache, and I'm going after everything I want. Light and tenderly, M Hung. Um, it's really great to like I chose the format of a letter because it and to yourself as well because it's so intimate to write a letter to yourself I also wrote this letter this morning so it's interesting that we've all done that as yeah. well <laughs> um, I think yeah I mean we brought up like the idea of pain before is because each of us experience um, different levels of oppression and some are overlapping as well. Um, often I find that it's like we're not allowed to get what we want or go after what we want or mm -hmm. what we desire because we're experiencing so much pain. 
So, I think also because it was around skin as well mm. and skin for us, like the colour of our skin or mm-hmm. whatever is a source of that pain. Um, yep. So it, it was hard to think outside of that. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if anyone else feels the same. Yeah. 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 Um, and and then also like not just colour of skin but texture of skin yeah. and like size of skin. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have any like what I brought up before about like white feminism and their idea of like sexual liberation, do you have any thoughts on that in relation to your own skin? I feel like we should call it white supremacy and not <laughs> even <laughs> feminism. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that on 3CR, yes. <laughs> white supremacy. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> the way white people experience gender and sexuality is like colonial or it's like they colonise us with their mm. genders and sexualities. So their liberation, like to a certain extent, must also be colonial if that's mm. the way that they, you know, the world that they live in. Um, and it doesn't nece- that liberation doesn't necessarily mean ours. Um, and our freedom look, can look different and our liberation can look different. We don't all have to have, yeah, be the same. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I found um, their representation of it, and I say their representation because I feel like I possibly didn't even try their method to feel at one with themselves. And there was just like seeing this, just like not at parties, but um, at other events online, social media and everything else too. Um, the one thing I come across uh, with anyone else that is a person of colour is they always get the line, hey, I wanted to talk to you a couple of months ago, but, you know, I'm really shy and you're just really intimidating. So that's Mm. what, like, it just blocks off a good chunk of interaction with people because they just judge that on the exterior as well. Mm. And it's not, like, intimidating because you're wearing boots or your face has got heaps of tattoos. It's intimidating because, you know, and all these people that have heard this statement have a different aesthetic, not to mention their skin. Like, they can wear, like, T-shirts and shorts and stuff as well. So it's one thing that I came across because I guess a lot of people, um, from what I've seen and experienced myself, uh, being a person of colour, they expect you to um, not be as gentle, I guess, and like really soft. It's more like, you know, they apparently in a relationship or any other situation, we're supposed to call it as it is from the get-go and be really brash about it. So then I've found that I've had like had a bit of a wall with that because a lot of people like I didn't expect this from you and it's just like because mm. I, I just get tired like vulnerability yeah people don't expect vulnerability from you yeah yeah they like they're a bit shocked they just think it's like laziness or something like you haven't really experienced it have you so yeah. I guess like that's what I've seen from myself and like everyone else as well is just the struggle having to find like their space in the community where they are allowed to not have to, you know, put up a really strong status on Facebook and get the support. Like sometimes they can be something like, you know, I just need a smile today, thanks, team. And yeah. people will give us and be going, you're strong, you're independent. It's like, I didn't need that. I just needed the warmth. But I know that's what I found anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I, like, not bl- being not black and being Asian, I, I experienced like the flip side of that. Um, like 
Mm. Um, I think the colonized like narrative of like Asianness is that we're submissive, and so mm. yeah, I like I experienced like the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah, but even like I find that because um, I'm Asian as well, um, the submissive role. It's like even if you're submissive, you can't be vulnerable. Like as a like I find yeah in my own experience, it's like vulnerability is um, you're not allowed to be vulnerable in your own community and let alone like the rest of the world. Mm, yeah. So that's that's really hard when when you already feel when I already feel vulnerable um you know as femme presenting walking down the street and having people look at me in a certain way Mm. so it's like vulnerability is like part of our everyday lives but um it is frustrating to feel like in a social like in the social media world where we have to always put on this face of um no we're strong or like we can take care of ourselves, but we actually need community. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely. And it's just like, I guess it probably kind of resonates with why we left this all to the last minute technically is because mm-hmm. we are so present having to focus on other things that like even talking about ourselves, it's like I'll leave it till hours yeah. before this, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which is a, to me is like a clear indication like it's something that needs to be addressed if we want to address it will we address it i don't know (laughs) i feel like it's so like oh it's such like white people really have that shit down like i my feeling i suspect no shade on white people um but they would have written this shit three weeks ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah like all the different ways I love myself mm. you know like they mm. would have fucking had a powerpoint presentation yeah um, yeah yeah I, yeah I feel like it's far more like okay like yeah it's so more okay to love yourself when you're white probably mm. possibly um, yeah I also think that, um, like, personally, it comes down to, like, because it's like, oh, I have to t- have other responsibilities in life. Like, I have to take care of my family or, yeah, you know, things like that, like cultural things that yeah. take precedence over um, attending to my own, like, sexuality. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, a friend of mine actually said that sexuality is more about community rather than individualism. And so I think that's, like, I wonder if that is related to what we've said about whiteness as well like yeah what are your thoughts on that I guess that yeah actually now that you bring it up because um I'm a big fan of like degrade made um web series movies everything else and the more that like the people behind the scenes and the actors are people of colour, the more I want to watch it. And mm. a lot of them that I've noticed, it's not a solo person. They've always got a crew mm. or a team or they've got like a cluster of people that they just get along with. Whereas like a lot of the other stories that I've seen that like are, you know, white people that are like really degrade or whatever, it's like there's heaps of monologues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many monologues and they're walking down the street and it's like slow motion here and they're like looking to the distance and then you know and it's like this is me like I see that but I never really see that with like a person of colour and like if they're producing that it's always they're mm-hmm. walking down the street with their friends and they have a you know a quick monologue and they'll ju- just like jump back to mm-hmm. it it's like yeah like you saying that now it's like I actually remember like I can name about five TV shows that, mm-hmm. that um that actually do that 
What about Naoka and Namjid? What do you think about sexuality being about community? I think there's a couple of things in that. Um, I think, like, our tastes are cultivated um, and that's, like, informed by our environments, I guess. Um, Mm. And it kind of, I feel like it ebbs and flows. Maybe this is just, I can only really speak for myself, but, yeah, it is very much informed by the people that I'm around, like, at the time. And, um, yeah, I think... I hope it's a community. That's really nice. Yeah, I, I'm ho- I'm holding on to that idea that it's about community. At least. Yeah, yeah, and I like mm. you definitely can find like in a very literal sense you can find a community mm-hmm. in your sexuality, um, or like it's almost necessary some, for a lot of us mm. to find a community. It's survival um, for a lot of us. So yeah, yeah. I don't think I have an answer to that. I mean, I hope so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I hope that sexuality um you know you can find it in community and vice versa but I think it shows that because I don't have an answer it shows how little I think or like Mm. how little I think about sexuality or how much I try to like Mm. um suppress it or like suppress my thoughts about it so yeah Mm. yeah yeah and that's completely fine as well (laughs) yep um yeah there's a there's also like the idea of um you know, because our mouth is like where we speak and where we experience pleasure, you know, we speak and amplify through our mouths. Um, We're here in the studio talking to each other now. Um, And so the mouth is in itself, it's a a source of like pain and pleasure. It's like where we, you know, where we speak up if something is unjust, but also um, when it's where we create sound essentially. Um, And sound in itself is a source of pleasure and pain. Um, and actually, I don't know if, you, if any of you have ever experienced this, but when you feel very um, irritated or you're feeling lots of anger at something, then it, it manifests not only through your voice, but it's like going through your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of radiates out to other people as well. If you're going to like, you know, yell at someone or tell someone off or something. Yeah. Um, so I think the body in itself is such an interesting place of where we experience all this pain and pleasure. Um, yeah. Sometimes they're the same thing for people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes they're the same thing. Yeah. Um, and to talk about all of that, like how we experience pain and pleasure through our body, like physically as well, is is a very intimate um, thing. It is. Mm. It's the first time I've actually heard about it being talked out loud. Yeah, so, yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Just, to, just something to think about. Like we don't have to like have any answers, but it's it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And like, how do we do that um, as a community, like in our own respective communities, and as queer people of color in our own friendship circles? Yeah. Um, because it, yeah, it is having the language to talk about it. It's not easy. Mm. It doesn't come easily. Yeah. Mm. Um. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna hear some more live music. And then we'll come back um, just after that. So I'd like to introduce our next act, um, Wahe. And yeah, Wahe, take the stage. (laughs) So Wahe is a producer, artist and DJ based in Melbourne. They're currently working on an EP and collaborating on various projects with artists such as Kandere, also a co-founder of Alterity Collective. 
they work to create decolonized spaces, particularly through art and music. Um, so we're just going to wait for Wahei to set up. I'm looking forward to the sun today. Me too. I'm it's a bit blowy to... outside. Yeah. yeah. I love Is that it... word blowy. <laughs> <laughs> Is the sun meant to come out later this oh, afternoon? It's supposed to be a bit of a storm and then it's going to be like pretty sunny. Oh, yeah. So I'm really excited for that because like thinking about skin, I was just like, oh my God, I can wear like a singlet and mm. like possibly try and be an even skin tone because I've got patches mm. from like yep. wearing a jumper for two days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and shorts for two days. So yep. <laughs> I'm triple deck at the moment. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> the wind feels weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it just feels icky. Like, there's just stuff. Like, it's like a windy soup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, you're walking through this soup. Like, dirt and stuff. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I find that the wind messes with my emotions, so I caught an Uber here. Like, <gasps> I, can't, I have to contain myself. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> I considered it. I lived down the road and I yeah. <laughs> if I had the coin it would have been an option. <laughs> Absolutely. When is the feelings I wear? Don't touch my soul. When is the rhythm I know? Touch my crown. They see the vision I've found. Don't touch what's there. When is the feelings I wear? They don't understand what it means to me. But we chose to go.
Hi 3CR listeners, so you're tuning in live to this special broadcast on Queering the Air on 3CR 855 AM. I've been your host, Han Hung, and today we spoke about skin and its relation to sexuality. Um, and we just heard from um, DJ Wahe. So thank you, DJ Wahe. Uh, woo! In the studio, we've had guests Nayuka, Bex and Namji, as well as performances um, by Wahe and Kandera. If you missed any of the show, you can stream back on 3cr.org.au and the podcast will be up soon. Um, but before we leave the studio, let's do a round of shout-outs from our guests. So anything you want to mention? Shout-outs to people, events? Nayuka, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. I got plenty of shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> roll them out. <laughs> um, firstly, to my mum. She's probably not listening, but I think it's just nice for her to know that I'm thinking of her. Mm. Um Illy mum. Um, also, so there's a National Day of Action. Um, let me just pull up my, my Instagram situation. Um, yeah, National Call to Action. Um, so seeking it against systemic violence and brutality by Australian police and corrections. Um, so in Melbourne, that'll be at the State Library. So basically like state violence against black people. Um, yeah, so we'll be at the State Library at... 1 p.m. on the 22nd of October. So that's the State Library, 1 p.m., October 22. We'll see you there. Also, for any, like, um, really nice white people who are like, oh, I want to be an ally, but I don't know what to do, um, there's a few really cool organisations that you should give your money to. One is Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance and also Seed Indigenous Youth Climate Network. Awesome. Um... I'll give a, I'll plug the event that um, I'm helping organise, which is called Colour Tongues, and it's happening this Friday, the 14th of October. Um, and it's a performative showcase of Melbourne's queer and trans people of colour community. Um, and it'll be hosted by, emceed by Mama Alto, inc- and um, performers include Nuyuka um, and Tang Hang <laughs> here today. <laughs> um, and yeah, it'll be great. Tickets are still available, so you can buy them online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go. Go, Everyone. go. <laughs> um, I just guess I just want to give a shout-out to um, a lot of the people in this room for, like, actually bringing up something that I'm possibly, like, possibly going to be thinking about for a while now. Um, also, want to do, like, a mini-plug. Uh, also, next weekend is the Listen Conference. And it's, like, one of the things I've kind of been working behind the scenes with as well. Uh, they've got panel discussions and they've got the events at night. highly recommend the events at night as well because um, if you miss out on any of the panel discussions, you get to see a lot of these people on the panels doing their art form awesome. right in your face. Mm. Right in your face. So <laughs> like, hopefully I get to see the majority of you there. And, yeah, I'm actually really excited about seeing a lot more events coming up next year as well. I've been hearing a lot of movements or people releasing albums and stuff so Mm. support everyone out there thanks awesome (laughs) yay um my shout outs are to all of you here today Nayuka, Namji, Bex um and Kandere and um everyone else here in the room thank you for coming out and shout out to everyone who wanted to write a letter but couldn't um we all wrote ours this morning so it's okay um yeah and shout out to um, all the queer people of colour tuning in right now. Um, lots of love to you all. And um, please do keep listening to Queering the Air and supporting us. So, yes. Um, so I just wanted to say um, let's give a round of applause to everyone in the room who's performed. And so- yeah. 
Um, so please do stay tuned on to 3CR 855 AM because up next is Hip Sister Hop at 4 o'clock, then the feminist, a new feminist radio show called Intersections at 5 p.m. So I've been your host, Tan Hung, and catch Queering the Air again next week on 3CR 855 AM. The Victorian Government LGBTI Community Grants Program has been established to foster the development of a sustainable and skilled LGBTI community sector in Victoria. The grants program consists of two funding streams, one for individual leaders and the other for organisations. The expression of interest process is now open. Please go to www.vic.gov.au forward slash equality for more information. A 3CR supporter. Take you on a journey. Word. Uh. Hey, yo, one, two, three. Uh-huh. Stop the violence and just bring it on. Why, yo? Ah, I got the vocab. You know they got the vocab.